Greetings, salutations, and welcome to the channel for all your relationship needs. Too long have our women been left out in the cold, desolate, with the deception fed to them about who they are, how they should live, what they should do and say, even where they should go, and who they should choose to live their life with. On this channel, we will be dissecting and presenting raw truth, revealing the illusions of the world, as women are situated to operate from a position of strength. There is a someone who cares about you and your future. My name is Kareem Ainsley, and I have been given charge to ensure that females are transformed into ladies and are cultivated into princesses to be prepared as a queen fitting for her king. Enjoy and embrace the awakening as you listen, like, comment, subscribe, and turn your notifications on so you will be in the know. Prior to getting married, you need to be aware of your spiritual status and that awareness will open your interest in knowing the spiritual status of the person with which you desire to pursue. The development of this awareness will lead you to an appreciation of the salvation status of the individual and guide in the assessment of compatibility. In today's discourse, we will be covering the topic soulmate. But before we delve any further, let us get our attention to the word. Colossians 2 and verse 8 says to us, Beware lest any man soil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. The media and the misguided society presents the idea that we as a people are incomplete. The suggestion of this thought is then allowed to germinate after being planted to allow for it to be monetized, even if it goes contrary to what the truth teaches us about our reality, origin, originator, and completeness. This concept of soulmate consumes the masses to be in pursuit of love, not realizing that love is and needs not be pursued. The consumption with finding the one person that makes you complete causes that individual to have the gifts of God slipping through their fingers. In reading books and watching movies, the narrative presented is that of two starstruck and star-crossed lovers miraculously ending up together, which completes each other. This is where the money is made in Hollywood. The idea is far from reality. However, it is easier to digest and more enticing than the actual process of accomplishing that which is possible and is our reality. Most females live on the fairy tale. But today, we will be stepping outside of the fantasy and into the reality that God has outlined for us. Our alleged modern society has used an ancient concept coined as a soulmate to promote and market a non-existent need. 
the alleged need artificially created now needs a solution in response to generating a resolution to be enjoyed. In response to this generated need, which is actually a want, this brings rise to the matchmaking services, allowing them to thrive as everyone is in pursuit to find the missing part of themselves. Not realizing they are already complete, they then seek help to find someone suitable for a date and then engage in dating. The concept of date and dating are two other illusions we will be covering in the future. The soulmate idea is loved by the media houses as it is an easy sell promoting false theology and doctrine. The normal narrative goes something like this. A boy meets a girl, the boy likes the girl, girl likes the boy, the boy and the girl get separated. Despite the adversities, they inevitably reunite with each other. Then there is the happily ever after. This is what is presented as a soulmate. The meeting of two incomplete souls, human beings meeting, and then they become complete together. And if the idea of this concept is not perplexing and contradictory, I am not sure why it would be practiced. When God created man, we were already complete. He blew his breath into man and he became a living soul. This soul created was complete. At the end of creation, God says it was good. Something created incomplete could not be considered good. But let us get down to history and the rudimentary foundations. Where did the soulmate theory derive? Before we get into the soulmate theory, I want us to bring to the forefront of our remembrance the Genesis account of humanity in which God created man in his own image. And then man was given work in the garden. Over time, the creator of man said it was not good for the man to be alone. The man was complete, even though it was still not good for him to be alone. Because the man was complete, God allowed a deep sleep upon the man. According to biblical accounts from his ribs, Eve was derived. So man was created complete and God took Eve out of man. Upon being presented Eve, it was stated by Adam, This woman is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. It did not mean the woman was incomplete nor was the man incomplete prior to the encounter because both become one when they are united under God. You can read the details in Genesis 2 and verse 20 through 25. The Soulmate Theory If you're not already seated, you may want to do so at this time. The Soulmate Theory is a serious comedy designed for entertainment purposes only that presents conflicting theological beliefs. Over time, it has been adapted as truth or as an option as its origin dissipated with time. The normalization of these concepts has brought us to this point, in which we have to delve into the soulmate theory. The soulmate theory goes back to ancient time, 
and can be traced to Plato's Symposium, in which he philosophized about love with his friend Aristophanes. Aristophanes was the one who presented the soulmate theory as the origin story for the human race, and we can safely say it is responsible for the plague of this theory in our society today. Please note that the concept is mythical and not reality, as it has its origin in Greek mythology. Now for the story. In the beginning, Zeus created three different types of rounded beings. One type of male connected to male, homosexuality. The second type of female connected to female homosexuality. The third type was Andronus, which is a female connected to a male heterosexual. Type 1, originally offspring of the sun. Type 2, originally offspring of the earth. Type 3, originally offspring of the moon. The Greek myth defined humans as rounded beings and having two faces, four arms, four legs, and incredible strength. In the initial creating, humans were spherical, with two faces facing outward, with a single head, and the two faces looking out in opposite direction, four legs, four arms, and four hands. These creatures had to roll around like balls in order to move around and across the earth. It is stated in the myth that these rounded creatures decided to attack Zeus upon Mount Olympus. However, they lost. Zeus then cursed them initially by splitting them in half. This created a problem. It was noted that their split desired a connection to the other half to become whole. The next problem was that they could not truly connect with their other half at first because after their split, their sexual organs were on the back of their bodies. It is stated that Zeus extended mercy to them because he wanted them to worship him and for the human race to multiply. Hence, he moved the sexual organs towards the front to allow them to be able to experience pleasure procreate and produce more children to worship him. In doing this procedure, it is stated that he gave them human, a torso, a belly button, and a nipple. If the soulmate theory were true, it means then that it would be better to remain single. But then this is the foundation of the romantic relationship. And this is what the media wants you to chase. At the time when you would realize that you are chasing nothing, it would be too late. Practically and mathematically, they have gaps. And its presentation goes outside the biblical narrative, which means it cannot be accepted or entertained. In the Aristophanes story, the other half would eventually die after wandering aimlessly around the world especially when they were unable to find the one that did not exist in the form that they see. When the one would have been found, however, they would have felt complete, which means they were incomplete, which conflicts 
with the requirement of a person who should actually be engaging in a relationship. It should be pointed out again, Aristophanes was a comedian. If you follow his advice, your life will be a calamity. Now that you have digested that, the truth. The soulmate theory is an attack on humanity's origin, humanity's purpose, humanity's direction, and God's intention for humanity. Now for the truth. Zeus did not create humanity. God did. It was God who created humanity, as is explicitly stated in Genesis 1 verse 26. Number two, there was never more than two sex created. God created male and female for each other. Genesis 5 verse 2, men are not derived from the sun, women from the earth and the others from the moon. God created man, humanity from the dust of the earth, Genesis 2 and verse 7. Number 4. Human beings were created perfect from the inception, and there was no remake after creating, Genesis 1 verse 31. Number 5. Humanity was created in the image of God, possessing one face, two arms, two legs. Anything outside of that is as a result of the impact of sin on humanity. Number six, humanity was never spherical in shape. Number seven, there is no soul in. Number eight, you are not incomplete, needing to be completed by another individual. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23 through 24 says, God tell us specifically, we were made holy, whole, and put together. Number nine, the phrase, you complete me, is a lie. Number 10, God expects you to be complete in yourself. Instead of seeking someone to complete you, the person that you select as your life partner should also be complete in themselves. Now that we have those 10 truths out of the way, let us uh, delve a little further into the Bible to dissect and see what it is that many persons try to use to convince you that the theory of soulmate is reality. In today's allegedly modern times, the fairy tale that many yearn for is finding a Mr. Right and the happily ever after. And they lived happily ever after is the fairy tale ending many singles are looking for. It is when the single individuals fall into the clutches of the dating culture, which insists that they find their perfect match or soulmate, that things get murky. This has caused many well-thinking Christians to be puzzled and scratching their heads. Nowhere in the Bible speaks about soulmate. The Bible never stated that God has one special someone for you. In the Garden of Eden, God created Adam. A suitable companion was Eve. What I'm certain of is that God has created a godly companion for you. 
The problem with the soulmate theory or concept is that in addition to the errors and idolatrous practices promoted, it shifts the balance from having God's principles at the center while trying to accomplish the goal apart from the wisdom of God. This attempt is bounded for failure. Be not deceived by the sensationalization of this concept. Your first priority is to submit to God and allow Him to lead you to someone in the direction of that which is possible while allowing you to make a choice as you see fitting in accordance to His blueprint. Let's look at some scriptures that describe what many confuse for the concept of soulmate. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 1 says, And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knitted with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. I want you to digest that a little. These are two men who the Bible says their souls were knitted. That just reminds me that further down, we will be discussing soul tie. Jonathan loved David as his own soul. You may say to yourself that this is proof that soulmates are real. First, the biblical view of homosexual relationships serve as a guide that this could not have been a man and a man relationship as a husband and a wife. The idea describes a close friend. A friendship is a relationship in which you are willing to die for the person. You love the person so much that you will do what is in the best interest of the person to save their soul and lead them unto salvation. And if you are going to do that, you have to be under the authority of Jesus Christ. In the Word of God, we see that there is a friend who sticketh closer than a brother. Proverbs 18 and verse 24. A man that had friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The closest friend that you can have is that of King Jesus, who already died on the cross, gave his life for you just because he desires that your soul be safe, secured, and sanctified. I don't want to get too excited, so let us move on to Deuteronomy 13 and verse 6. And paraphrasing, it says, Thy friend, which is as thine own soul, this verse also shows that the friends have the capacity to connect deeply on the soul level. And this is why it is expected that your best friend is your partner, your lifelong partner. You cannot be married to someone and have a best friend who is not the person that you are sleeping beside. You cannot be married to someone and not be able to share the intricacies of your thoughts, your ideologies, the wisdom of God with. You need a prior partner. And this is where the friendship comes in and is serving such great importance. Let's move now to Songs of Solomon 3 and verse 4. I have found the one who my soul love. This statement suggests that there are some persons that we have a natural desire and affinity towards. 
However, not because you have a natural affinity in and of your own self means that that is the direction that God is leading you in. We have to ensure that God's wisdom is at the forefront of any selection or any direction that we desire to move towards. If we remember clearly, uh, this is the story of uh, King Solomon and the Shulamite woman. And even though he claimed he has found the one whom his soul loved, he was a very promiscuous man, having both wives and concubines. So attraction based on how you feel does not equate the spiritual direction of who God designed for you. Mere attraction does not guarantee nor indicate or even reflect long-lasting and true love. I would want to say now to all my women out there, all my ladies, all my sisters, all the princesses out there who will become queen, do not look for a soulmate. What I would advise and admonish you to do is to inquire of God's wisdom to find the one who he has in store for you. Rather than looking for the perfect match, I submit to you in Jesus' name that you prepare yourself by becoming the perfect match. When you have actualized a state in which you have been complete in yourself, you will now have a level of standard which will inhibit the penetration of those who are not in accordance to the will of God. As we have deduced that the concept of soulmate is not biblical nor is it approved by God. Culture loves to plant things in our minds, especially things pertaining to romantic relationship. Many singly hoping and looking for the right one, Mr. Right, what I submit to you is to be Mrs. Righteous and the Lord will provide for you Mr. Righteous. Not because something is right means that it is righteous. Hallelujah. Christians, however, should know better. And by knowing better, they should do better. By not allowing the world to destabilize the ideals that God has in store for you. It is the world's infiltration of the mind that has led us in a place we have to be speaking about the soulmate. The Bible did not make mention of a soulmate anywhere in its pages. What it does is describe God-fearing men, blessed and highly favored, meeting God-fearing women, not by chance, trickery, mockery, or any form of deception. We need to realize that the Bible teachings are true and are usually contradictory to the cultural teaching. The Bible teaches us to have faith in God, who can give us godly friends and even a God-fearing spouse. It teaches us to live faithful in the Son of God who allows us to be blessed with all the heavenly blessing God has prepared for us. It gives us wisdom so we can be wise and avoid making foolish decisions. It indicates to us that we have to die to ourselves and allow Christ to live within us. And when that occurs, God will take the rest in his hand. 
The Bible does not teach us about soulmate. It only teaches us to love God above all and to love our neighbors as ourselves. For all the single princesses and queens out there, I want to let you know that no marriage is better than a bad marriage. Because once a couple is joined under God, it is until death do they part. God hates divorce. Malachi 2 verse 16 and Mark 10 verse 7 through 9. Remember, marry your best friend. Two has to become one. When God performs the first marriage ceremony, he said that the two shall become one flesh. So in the sense, the two souls, living beings, become one. The mystery of the union of the husband and the wife is like that of the church of God and Christ. Believers become one with Christ and just like the husband should be willing to die for his wife, Christ died for his bride so that they might be joined together for all eternity. There are so many hidden landmines when it comes on to deciding to marry someone. And the intent of this series is to get you prepared to embrace that which is necessary to get that which is possible. Does God have someone just for you? That depends upon whether you submit to him, seek godly counsel, and do not marry outside of the faith. This is the best way to ensure that you find that which God has prepared. The term soulmate has dangerous connotations associated with it. As it is used by both Christians and non-Christians alike, it can be a polarizing term depending on how it is defined. As you continue on your quest in accepting yourself, being complete and satisfied with yourself and allowing God to lead you and guide you on the path of righteousness. As you seek after that which you desire, I pray that you don't get in any relationship in which an individual's words does not match their action or the relationship pushes you to compromise. Sometimes we pray for God to show us the person that we should be in a relationship with. When you believe that you have found that person, why not pray, God show me why this is not the person that I should marry. And let us see God's work in action. But be careful and be mindful that when God shows you something, you accept it. Not my will, but yours be done. Sometimes the idea of a soulmate confuses and delays a single person from committing to marriage. Sometimes the idea of soulmate provides excuses to someone who is married and they decide that they want to seek a divorce. These two concepts are flawed because the idea of soulmate does not exist. Marriage was designed by God. Only God has authority over marriage. And it is not a contractual arrangement under God. It is a covenant relationship. So it is wise not to enter into it or seek after it lightly looking for someone who will complete you or be a perfect fit 
is largely fruitless. No human is meant to complete any other human being. Only God can meet our deepest needs and speak to the most vacuous void in our hearts. Our spouse should certainly complement us and be a good fit for us, but will never complete us. Now that you know what a soulmate entails, is this something that you would want to desire? Or even, is this something that you think God would have you to be a part? Today I submit to you to make God Lord of all, or inadvertently, you will choose for Him not to be Lord at all. Until next time, signing out is Kareem Ainsley, loved by women, respected by men. Peace, love, respect. God is not the author of confusion, so we know his voice comes with clarity and conviction.